Hey, you guys! Welcome back to a tale of two rivals. It's a fantasy football podcast with a number loving's runner up to a trash talking all I do is win is two time reigning champion, Todd Foster. I am. Todd FF Banterman Foster, as I'm saying twice because it's so nice, joined by FF underscore Spaceman Dave Wright. Um, yeah, Todd, it's been a while. We're back. We're back. So, I just want to let our listeners know that along this journey, that I did indeed repeat as champion of our Dynasty Week. I'm now the two time reigning champion. After I beat down who? You beat down me. You beat down me. I beat you down, Dave. And I'm a very humble champion at that. That, That's what we would say about you, Todd. You're very humble. I'm extremely humble. You know what? I don't like to rub in my my two-time championship belt in anybody's face. As Queen uh, blew up my eardrums. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, no, it was a good season, you know. Um, Dave, Dave got the championship, and uh, I had a good week, and I won. And you know, I'm looking forward to our rookie draft, and um, I am the returning champ, and I also have the number one pick in the draft. So I'm pretty excited, Dave. How about yourself, Todd? I'm excited. Uh, we have a lot's been going on since we last podcasted. We, um, like you said. You know, you are the champion. This is um, very Ooh, that, that, exciting. That, that felt nice to hear out of your mouth. If you notice, I, I paused for a half a second, like just a, a, a beat there for a second because it was tough coming out. But uh, no, it, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with how my team went. I overcame a lot of uh, disappointing performances from people like uh, Juju over this season. And, and uh, I, you know, I, my team got hot toward, in the right time and I made it to the finals. I'm excited. I beat beat my uh, one of my rivals, like Sean Kennedy in this league. To get to the championship, I'm excited. Very strong so. team too, so that was impressive to take him down. Yeah, I, I, I was. Um, I think it was a semifinal matchup when he had Michael Thomas going and I had Drew Brees going, and it was the, it was a back and forth. And oh, then, that was very interesting. Yeah, was, I was. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I only won by like two points, and I was like going. It was. It was some drama. It was some drama. So that was exciting. That it, it was. Um, Dave, you got some exciting news going on with uh, some, something you're about to drop soon. Well, you know, I already talked about the first, the most exciting part was, you know, how my fantasy season went. So that was some big news. I guess it was secondary okay news is, yeah, I'm expecting to be a father coming up. So we found out. Very excited to uh, get another a co-manager in this house. So I'll have to teach him maybe to be less um, about the numbers and maybe a little balance so he can actually win some championships. But we'll see. Yeah, just, just let it, like, you can tell him the basics and then you can just have him meet me and I can tell him how to win. <laughs> yeah, you know? okay. Yeah, you know, or that. maybe Jackson we'll will already be taking him down in weeks. Well, I don't oh. know. We'll see. Well, but Dave, that wasn't even what I was talking about. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Don't you have like something you've been working very hard on that oh. the world's going to find out about? Yes, yes. I, I mean, it's awesome. You're going to be a dad. I didn't <laughs> yes. know if you wanted to share that with the world. Yeah. It no, was more yeah. about um, something <laughs> fancy football related. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So no, I guess I am. Uh... I've been working on a big player database, like after um, similar to Peter Howard's database, and I put a lot of time of effort into it over the last year, and it's getting really close to me putting it out there for people to use. So I'm really proud of it. It's got like 1,778 players in it. Um, 
from college players from 2003 to 2000 uh, to this past season. So it's and it's got everyone. It's got everyone from like Tony Romo in it to to Justin Watson and to all the big time players. So I'm I'm really excited to see how uh, to get that out there and see how it, how it looks. So nice. Uh, so I got some exciting fantasy news. Oh, so, I, I mean, look, tell me, Todd. I can I guess. Does it well, begin with Debbie? It does begin with Debbie. <laughs> I am so if any any of my friends will tell you that I love scouting high school players, particularly for basketball. Um, but I am in a Debbie draft where we are essentially drafting high school seniors, and I'm just so thankful to have found nerds like myself in this world that appreciate something like that. So. The two guys it came down to to me were Bryce Young, who's going to be the QB at Alabama. A lot of people compare him to Russell Wilson. He's about a buck eighty soaking wet though. And then um, DJ U. I have no idea how to pronounce my first pick's last name. <laughs> it is straight up Hawaiian. Like I don't know Samoan. I'm sorry, not culturally sensitive. I'm not trying to be a dick, but um. He's 6'6", 250, gets a lot of Big Ben. He's going to Clemson. He's probably going to replace Lawrence. It's just a cool way of being able to look at, like, the future. And, like, I feel like being in Debbie Leagues, like, really help you with, like, looking ahead to just regular Dynasty Leagues. And um, I think the coolest pick in this draft was EJ Smith, which is Emmett Smith's son. Who's oh, gonna cool. Who's going to be at Stanford. Like, uh, But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with my draft. I end up trading... Uh, uh, a couple of Devi picks for um, Russell Wilson, Ooh. and um, that ended up working out pretty nice for me. And uh, yeah, man, so um, it's a fun week. It's like a week I just happened to stumble upon in Dynasty Nerds, and it's a great group of guys. Like a lot of good banter, a lot of good trading. Um, but in our league, I, ha- I made a trade today too. That was pretty big. Yeah, it was um, a pretty big trade. You want me to say it? Read it out while you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you traded away. Um, Mike Evans, mm-hmm. the 112, and um, Kirk Cousins, and this is a Superflex League, for... Um, I gave him a third, too. Oh, and a, yeah, 2023rd for... Um, who was it? It was for Todd. It was for Bri- uh, DeAndre Hopkins and a second round, a late second round pick, basically, right? And Jacoby And Jacoby Brissett, yeah. So, yep. so I've been wanting Hopkins forever. I've been talking to this manager forever. So the fact I got Hopkins now... So now my wide receiver core has Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, and OBJ. <laughs> and my exactly. fifth wide receiver would be T.Y. Hilton, who's available to anybody. But, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy, man. Um, I love Hopkins. I also think it's a little bit of a fanboy pick because I love Hopkins just as a player anyways. So, um, yeah, no, man, I'm excited. And I'm, like, super excited for the draft. Has that 101. And I actually kind of like the the late second-round pick because I think it's just – it's I like – the second and third round picks, I just find them to be fun for like doing your research and your investigating and kind of like pulling a diamond out of the rough. You know, I've had some luck in the third round. I had Deontay Johnson yeah, I last say, year. I, I had, had um, Johnson. He was really I had, I had Goddard the year before. So like, I, I like doing those deep dives. It's fun. But um, so yeah, Dave, it's almost ten minutes in. Should we get to the topic? Yeah. So what are we doing today, Todd? All right. So Dave and I are excited to be back, and I know. The offseason is the exciting time, and it's all about rookies. And we could dive into 2020 rookies or anything like that, but I think it's important to kind of take a break and stop and look back at the rookies from last year. So what Dave and I are going to do is uh, we got a f- like 
four of our league mates. Uh, we each had two picks, and we did a redraft of a super flex rookie draft. So we redrafted the 2019 rookie class. And <clears throat> what we're going to do is we're going to read off uh, what the picks were for everybody, uh, who were the pickers, and then whether we agree with the pick, we had a different pick, and, uh, you know, pay a little devil's advocate with it too. Sound good, yeah. Dave? Perfect. I mean, that's per- That's basically, yeah. It, it's a good way to, to just remember, like, how l- rookie drafts went last year and to get remind us, you know, that we don't get don't get too hyped up going into going into all this 2020 draft pick buzz to remember that you know these guys have already put um, production out there and have already provided fancy points so you don't have there's not as much speculation with these guys so I'm I'm excited to, to look back here. Dave, I had Adam also very excited that I'm drinking Treehouse beer while doing this tonight. It's it is a treat of an evening. So, all right, one should I kick us off, Dave? Yeah, kick us off. All right, so with the first pick. In the 2019 rookie redraft, Sad picked Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. And we should say this is a super flex draft, too. So we should right. add that as a caveat in. So Josh Jacobs, the first pick um, in a super flex draft. Dave, do you agree, disagree with the pick? Like, who would you have picked there? I mean, in my opinion, Kyler Murray is, is the way to go. I'm, I'm not going to hate on Josh Jacobs because, you know, some people do – you know, I understand the idea that quarterbacks are cheapest in rookie drafts um, at this point. Um, they're really hard to acquire via trade, so you want to try to get that QB asset. However, that being said, if you look back at these running backs, they dry up quick. Right. Josh Jacob. So I, I don't – I can't – this could also be team-specific too for you, but right. I understand. So just based off, like, the the format, I mean, Kyler Murray's my pick too. But to play devil's advocate, I, I don't think – you could easily make an argument why Jacobs is a good pick here. I think, like you said, like we're running back trying up quick. And the other thing too is like Jacobs shown that he could be a bell cow, you know, like like he's going to carry the load for that team. So if you're able to get a young running back to be able to carry the load and watch him progress, that's harder to find than QB. I mean, we're looking at this 2020 draft, and you're looking at like at least three QBs that are starter level and then like two or three more that are like intriguing at that. So like the QB depth pool is so much deeper than it is a running back. Running back is it's tough to come by. So I mean, um, it, it falls off really quick. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, you can make an argument about that. I mean, for me, like, you know, I mean, Jacob's had a great year. I mean, you can't really argue with that. Um, I mean, he's, he's going to be the guy for um, Oakland for a while. Finish the year with a hundred, um, uh, 11,150 yards, 7 TDs, caught 20 balls. I mean, he car- he carried the ball 242 times. He's a good player. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's going to be a big part of their future. So, um, I, yeah, I think it's a fine pick. I mean, I probably would have picked him with the second pick. Yeah. So, I, I would have taken him round, round pick two. Right. Yes. So I, I will interrupt Ted and just say like just do a little bit of a dive into on Jacob's year besides just the raw stats. He was so he ended up actually just squeaking out ahead of Miles Sanders in points per game um, for rookie running backs, and he had he had fifty eight percent of that uh, rushing intent marketing sh- market share in Oakland. Um, and what was really good about his season, he made a lot of big plays. He had thirteen breakaway runs, which was actually third in the league this year. So. Jacobs did bring a lot of that, um, some explosiveness that he showed on for a lot of tape grinders who talked about him um, at his time in Alabama. 
That and he also evaded 81 tackles, and which is and translated for a 30.9% juke rate, which was six in the league. So those, that, those that's stats, impressive. Yeah, those stats talk like evaded tackles and juke rate. Those yeah. are pretty. We've talked about before. Those are those are relatively um, sticky from year to year. Although those are predictive from for future year success in future year success for running backs because that's like indicative of their talent, not just their opportunity that they get. So that's. Some things that I'm, I'm really excited about for Jacobs are that he showed that he was a, a, uh, he could break tackles or evade some tackles, and he he had a decent uh, rushing market share. So that that makes me excited about Jacobs. But I am actually but I do have some reservations about. I think all the running backs from this class have some dings in their profile. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacobs for me he has that's a bad offense in Oakland. The QB plays just subpar. The O line run blocking is eh. Um, and there's no real weapons outside of uh, the tight ends and Jacobs. So there's not a lot going on out there in Oakland. So maybe if they can add a few um, pieces around him this year, because they have a couple first-round picks, I believe. Yes, they do. May- maybe that he'll see a lot more um, red zone opportunities and just some more touches overall based on the efficiency of that offense. Another I think bad- offense really does need, just needs a line, you know? I think Carr's serviceable as a QB if they get a good, good line. And I do think they need to replace Carr at some point. But I don't, I don't think he's a, a huge issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do yeah. think that line is the, the biggest thing they got to work on. But, um, all right, ready to get Can the pick I, two? I would say two. And the last problem I have with, with Jacobs was okay. he only saw 28 targets. He, yeah. He was billed as being able to do – as a um, – being able to run and catch, and to only get 28 targets in that offense for that workload that he had, that's troublesome. I'd like to see that change in year two, and it could change in year two. That I just that's the only thing that would if if say if Jacobs had doubled his target share or his targets, he would I would think he'd be worth taking over um, Kyler Murray for sure if he just was he got some more targets. But that that being said, wait a minute, if he had more targets, you take him over Kyler Murray in a superflex draft. Um. Yeah, because he could be he could be like Saquon, you know. Like I mean, not, I'm not saying he's say, he'd be he'd be on Chubb's level if he got like Chubb, like that kind of tier for running backs. If he had, saw like 55 targets, let's say. Yeah, I, I I still wouldn't take him over Murray, but I I see where you're going with that. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying I I well, I just kind of did, but I mean the, just the <laughs> idea of you just clearly did. He, he would be, so okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> so let me rephrase that a little bit. His yeah, Murray would be he'd, he'd be in the conversation with Murray for. For me, Murray is yeah. a slam dunk pick right now for me at 101. Oh, but yeah. Jake would be in the conversation if, if he had that receiving um, right. upside. That's fair. Um, you want to go with pick two? Yeah. So pick two, um, I've actually, um, Hannon, our buddy Hannon from our league, he picked, um, mocked uh, Dar- uh, Montgomery from the Chicago David Bears. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. So what um, do you think about that pick, Doug? You know, it's interesting. So for here, this is where Jacobs would have gone to me. I had Montgomery eight. If yeah. I were going to do this mock just for myself, you know, um, now with me saying that Montgomery's eight, I think that shows him as a great buy low candidate. I think that the problem with Montgomery was more than anything was the bears were a mess, you know, yeah, and times a hundred. Yep. And I think that he's still going to be a good player. I think he could be a three down back. Um, he showed like a lot of like. Showed a lot of shift in the in the preseason. There was a lot of hype coming in about him, and I just don't think like he really produced when he was given the opportunity. I mean, he averaged under four yards a carry, you know. So, um, and he touched the ball enough. I mean, he had like around fifteen touches a game. Yeah. F- so, yeah, exactly. um, I mean, 
yeah, I, I I don't really like him at that second pick, but, you know, the number one thing you can say about Montgomery is is that he's going to be the starting back for the for the Bears for yeah, at they least don't a couple any, seasons. They don't have any draft capital to, to replace him, really. Um, and they have Tree Cohen there as a kind of as a safety net for so yeah I think his who gets job no is love safe. that's my boy <laughs> but um yeah so um but yeah I mean I don't agree with the pick but you could definitely make an argument just off a of workload what's in front of him and that Bears offense is gonna get better you know hopefully yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully I mean I mean Nagy's a good coach I I think it's I think you got like one year left with Mitch, with Mitchie Boy, and if Mitchie Boy's not panning out, it's time to hit the reset button somehow. You know? Well, Nagy's not making it. If 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 they don't do well this year, I don't think Nagy survives the season. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that too. I think for Nagy, it's more about like who else is available. You know? I mean, I, Nagy's got a pretty decent track record in the NFL. You know? So if they, I mean, I don't know, like if like. Josh McDaniels all of a sudden became, like, a possibility. Like, I could see that happening. You know what I mean? But, um, I don't know. We'll see, man. I mean, but, yeah. What are your thoughts on Montgomery? So, there's so the good things were, like you said, the rush attempts. He um, actually finishes a top 24 RB, so I'll take that. He just squeaked, it, squeaked in as a 24th over, RB overall in the season. And another good thing, he also had showed some decent evasiveness. He had 75 evaded tackles for, like, a 28 28.1% uh, juke rate, which was, like, 13th in the league. So, those are the good things. But then, besides that, they had a bad O-line in Chicago, a really bad O-line in Chicago. And I think, uh, what's his, uh, Howie Longsung retired. Was it Chris? Chris I think Long. he was, yeah. The other one. Who's the other one? Jake Long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jake Long. Jake Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, I mean, whew, that offense looks inept with uh, Trubisky. And that offensive scheme, which it just, it, I've heard a lot of criticism of that offensive scheme because they're trying to scheme around Trubisky. So that right. really hurts him. And Tariq Cohen is... The, the best part about Montgomery was is he had a 36-catch season in, in college. He, his catching upside was high, but with Tariq Cohen, it's capped. So that's the only problem with Montgomery. The idea is that maybe he gets more touches and like more opportunity this year, and that offense just improves. But I think we're, on, we're locked up here with Montgomery, Todd. Yep, I agree. Decent right. buy low. I like, I like where you're going with the buy low, too. He's absolutely a buy low. I mean, you know, I mean, I think the thing about rookies are is, like, you have to, like, give it some time, man, you know, like. I mean, they definitely gave him opportunities. They're definitely going to give him the ball. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, he had the same amount of touches, uh, as carries as, as Jacobs this year. You know, essentially, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely somebody to target at a uh, buy low, which I kicked those tires in our league, and I did not like the price. But, <laughs> um, anyways, C- can I ask you a quick question about Montgomery, Todd? What, sure. Where would you sl- slide him in in twenty twenty? Rookie picks. What would you take for a 2020 rookie pick for Oof. Montgomery? Um, let me look. Like 109, 110? He wouldn't even make it the first round for me. Oh, so that, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I don't. That that doesn't really speak to Montgomery. I think that more speaks to how high I am on the on the top 12 in um, in uh, rookie drafts. I probably actually would probably put him at the 201. Okay. I mean, essentially you're asking me, here's what it comes down to. Would I rather have Cam Akers or would I rather have David Montgomery? Yeah. And I say that with that being said, if Cam Akers' landing spot isn't great, I'm probably going to say David Montgomery, right? But I just like Cam Akers better just based off talent. And Cam Akers as a receiver is just insane. Yep. It, it's like literally having a wide receiver as a running back. Some of the catches, like, go watch some of the film he has. Like, he's a talented back. He can run routes. He has yeah. smooth hands, run routes in stride, catches in stride. He's a he's a, a multi-weapon. T- You're right. I agree. I, I, I personally agree with you that I take Cam Akers on Montgomery, but 
I think the appropriate value is if you're selling Montgomery, I would not sell for less than at least the 110, 111, 112. I'd hold on to him. It's not worth getting a 201 in this draft for, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Well, I actually, if you're if it's a super flex elite, that's the other thing you got to take in the okay. mind too. If you take out the super flex piece, he's absolutely like, you know, late first round in this draft still. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, yeah. But anyways, um, you want to move on to pick three? Yeah, so pick three was Kyler Murray, Todd, which we've talked we talked about. We, he both have been yep. at 101. So what did you like about Kyler this year? I mean, what's it ought to like about, like, him from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, the big thing about him fantasy-wise is that he does it through the air and he does it with his legs. I think the one thing that made me a little hesitant with him this year is that he didn't really throw for a lot of touchdowns. He had plenty of opportunity to do it, you know? Yeah. And in, I also think we got to remember that this is a team that was a new coach, a lot of young wide receivers. Um, there's just a whole bunch of new there. And I honestly, like I said it time and time again, coming into the season, I wanted nothing to do with Arizona. And I still don't, except for Murray, you know? Yeah. Um, and Andy Isabella, just because I'm a homer. But um, the other thing, though, is that, like, like the fact that he almost threw for, like, I mean, I wouldn't say almost threw for 4,000 yards. He threw for about over 3,700. I mean, he, almost, he, like, ran for over 500 yards and four four TDs, like, on his, with his mm-hmm. legs, you know? The Konami code, Todd, that Konami code, that yep. extra, that, that, he finishes a top nine QB. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, in the Superflex League, he's young, he's, um, he's gonna be in a dynamic offense, he's got plenty of dynamic playmakers around him, he almost has too many running backs to play with, running, you know? He has some running backs, Yep. He has, and, but his um, offensive weapons... There are two be. I'd like to see them add at least one more offensive weapon because Fitz is getting another year. He's coming back, but another year yep. older. Um, and he had decent. He was pretty accurate this year, so I'll take that. So, and then you got like Kirk's probably going to have that breakout year. Isabella's going to have a breakout year because I just want him to. If, and, you, if um, we believe it, Todd, it will happen. <laughs> yeah, you should trade him to me still. Um, and I'll I'll go make my custom like fantasy jersey with Isabella on the back all, all day. <laughs> Bantering bastards, Isabella. Um, but yeah, so. Um, I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, I, like, we remember, you probably remember when I traded Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers, like, the worst trade of my life. (laughs) And um, I've come around, I mean, I'm a Lamar Jackson owner. There's always a risk with a running quarterback to hope that, like, ooh, you know, you you don't want them to see them get hurt because there's, like, you know, they're taking more hits. There's more wear and tear than a pocket passer. But, you know, you can't really live in that kind of, like, thinking because... It's it's just kind of the way of the future. Like like QBs are expected to be dual threats now, you know. Yep. So um, yeah, I mean he's he's got a incredibly bright future in front of him. He's got a very good offensive minded coach, and he's got plenty of weapons around him. They're going to continue to build around that offensive line. It's yeah, I I I think that he's a phenomenal piece in the Superflex League. So he yeah. absolutely is the one for me, you know. But, I'll um, add a couple things, Todd. I agree with everything, all the positive you said. The only bad part, well, actually, a couple bad things, his offensive line, Todd. Mm-hmm. He had, they, I'd love to see them to take a – there's a lot of decent offensive linemen in this draft. I would love to see them take one in the first round there. He had 48 sacks this year. That is a lot mm-hmm. of freaking sacks. He took a yep. lot – and killed a lot of drives. Um, that being said, Todd, I have a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. Is Kyler Murray a top five down CQB for you right now? No. So you, I mean, so you got Jackson, Mahomes. Who else over him? Uh, well, first off, I would say Mahomes, Jackson, Watson uh, no, are I'm on just, the same okay, tier. Okay, and Watson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's a tier on itself. Uh, let me think. 
Russell Wilson, maybe you can think. Russell, Russell Wilson definitely would be on there. Uh, let me just pull up a list real quick. I'll tell you exactly who's on there. So, yeah, so Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson. Um, maybe he's five. I think I'd rather have Dak still. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is, is that it's just the fact that Dak's proven and I, I like Murray's upside. Um, I don't know. Actually, maybe Murray is my five now that I'm thinking about it because it's definitely not Rodgers anymore and Baker's not at that level. So, yeah, I can go with Murray five. Yeah, I think that's he's I think if he's in your top five. Now, here's your question. Are you would you take Kyle Murray or Joe Burrow? I take Joe Burrow. Really? So then. Wow. See, I'll, Joe, take, Joe, I'll take Kyle Murray any day. I, I have a man crush on Joe Burrow like flat out. I love you watch Joe that Burrow. Heisman. You just watch that Heisman speech on repeat. Dude, n- n- no, I don't watch that crap. Um, <laughs> that I mean, was okay. I-, I watched the title game. I mean, I watched him a lot this year. I mean, he can make every single throw. He can play with his legs. The guy just willed himself into the position that he's in. And just look at his freaking numbers, dude. I mean, it's insane what he did this year. And I actually love the situation he's going into, you know? I hate the Bengals situation this year. But it was that this season. Williams coming back. They better add O-Lyman around him. Green will be back. They'll have Boyd there. Minkins is... I mean, still got Joe Minkins there. Joe Joe Burrow's got a great situation he's walking into. You know? As long as they can build on that line. You know? And, oh, John Ross, dude. A healthy John Ross is your third wide receiver? That's special. Whoa. I didn't know there was such a thing as called a healthy John Ross. What is that? Can you describe that to me? What is that like? Uh, It's the beginning of the season. He'll play eight (laughs) games at least. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then they can yeah. go like, you know, Alec Erickson will still come in and play well and get a couple hundred yard games. But, um, no, I, I love Burrow, man. Like, Burrow to me is like the definition of passing the eye test. Some of the throws he made, I'm like looking at it and I'm like, this guy could already be playing the NFL and performing. I mean, he, the guy can throw every single kind of pass that you wanted to. The only knock on him as a QB coming into this draft is the fact he's only done it for a year. Yeah, that's it. Like, if you could tell me anything else that's a knock on Joe Burrow, please do. Except for the fact he's only done it for a year. But that his year, age, I think his age is getting a little older. He's a little older prospect. Yeah, but I like that as a QB. You know what I mean? Like, I understand. Like, okay, so I'm looking at him as like a 10 year investment versus a 13 year investment. You know what I mean? That, I don't look at it as like how many years he has to perform. It's more of like, oh, he's doing this as an advanced age. So he's, you know, so like I like a, a quarterback who performs at a. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying Justin Herbert is better. It's not like I'm he's saying, 40. No, no, no. I'm not saying. Yeah, no, he is definitely not a Brandon Whedon. He is not. I'm not right. saying. He's Brandon Whedon. <laughs> it's uh, not, this isn't Chris <laughs> Wenke or anything. I'm just trying to poke a little. I'm just, I'm just, you know, playing yeah, devil's sure. devil's advocate. Sure. Sure. I, you could make a weak argument about age. I'll give you that much. But, um, I mean, he tore apart Alabama, dude. Yeah. Hey, that, I mean, the best, the th- a thing I, I would like to see with Joe Burrow is I want to see how he does when he doesn't have, I think LSU had an amazing offensive line this year. Isn't that, am I, tr- am I correct on that one? Oh, yeah. That, they had amazing so, everything. Yeah. So, that I want to see how he does. Maybe they're they're going to have a chance to repeat with him gone. That's how talented they were with underclassmen. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, they I think they have the uh, Devi wide receiver one on that team too. They do um, chase. Yeah. So anyway, I think I think we talked about Sanders. I mean uh, Murray enough. I, I actually think we will can we have keep a talking side... about Joe Burrow. 
I know. I, well, I think we will, at a future time, I, th- I have a feeling like we're going to have a Kyler Murray rookie year versus Joe Burrow rookie year bet coming. So Ooh. I want to see. I want to. We'll talk about that maybe later in a future podcast. Uh, David, but, uh, stop talking dirty to me. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the fourth pick, Todd, uh, our friend Mr. Kennedy selected uh, Miles Sanders. So what do you think about that pick? It's a great pick. I had him as a third as the third pick off my board. Um, I think Miles Sanders is. He definitely shown that he's a very versatile player. You know, he's a very electric player. Uh, very clear that like towards the second half of the year, Philly was really trying to utilize him. All this talk, a lot of people are talking about Philly drafting the back to like compliment Sanders. I think Sanders is going to get a lot of burn in that offense as a three down back. You know, wow. um, but my big thing about uh, Sanders is you do want to bring somebody in them because you don't want to wear down your backs. You know what I mean? So. I do see that he's going to be a big, big part of that offense, you know? And the thing you got to like about that offense is they have a lot of established players in that offense. You know, you have, like, your Jordan Howards, your Zach Ertz, right? And then you have your Jaffries, right? But then you got, you know, you got J.J. Arceo Whiteside, you got Goddard, you got Sanders. They have guys ready to replace these guys already established. That's going to be a really good offense if Wentz can ever stay healthy. You know, so I, they have all the pieces to be a very good team. So I I like Miles Sanders, and I think he's probably the best player in their team in like two to three years. I think okay. I, I'm glad you added that last little part to it. But um, well, yeah, just calm down, yeah. David. You want me to finish no, my sentence? No, you just had, like I thought. I felt a little pause for dramatic effect there. I liked it, Todd. I was I was I was dramatized. Um, glad it worked. But uh, I guess I actually think Sanders probably has the best, in my opinion, is the best talent at running back in this out of this crew that we talked about. I so agree. Far. I totally um, agree. That being said, I still think I would rank. I think I would take Jacobs over Sanders uh, because I think that Jacobs is just going to have more of a workload than Sanders overall. Yep. Um, the way that Jacobs will be used, I the good things about Sanders, to, like I said, every running back that we've talked about or we'll talk about have some uh, dings to their profile. There's no Z, there's no Zeke Kamara that kind or CMC or. Barkley, there's no there's no running backs like that in this class, but there's a, a couple tiers below. There's some good running backs. But that being said, good things, 63 targets. Um, he had 50 catches, had over 500 receiving yards. That's I like that in a rookie running back. And he also Big had over, eight, over 800 rushing yards. So, And he only did that on 100 and – I think it was 170 um, Yeah, rushes, he's very 170 efficient. Carries very, very and efficient. So, and he did that with evading 75 tackles and a 32.8% juke rate for fifth in the league in, in his um, his ev- evasiveness. So I really, those are all things that I'm really excited about. But going back, I don't see that him being used as a full three times. Like, I think he has the he has the ability to, to take a much larger role. I think that they are going, I'm not, if they don't draft someone, I don't see them draft someone, but there's going to be a lot of free agent running backs on the market this year, Todd. I could see them bringing in someone, and I still think he sees a little bump like maybe he gets to like 190, 200 carries and the same similar receiving stuff, which we'll see him maybe be a, you know, around a 10 to 15 running back next season. But I don't see him like, uh, I don't think I see him being drafted as a first round pick in Dynasty next year. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I could see that. But at the same time, like I also, you can't make it, you can make an argument why that's a good risk, you know? Yeah. I like um, Sand. I like. I, I like him he's a lot. A, I I would be excited if he was on my squad. Absolutely. All right. Pick five. Pick five. Yeah. Who who was the fifth pick? Uh, it was me. And well, uh, it, was me. it was me. I. Actually... Oh no, my bad. Me is you. You you sent this to me. So that is Dave. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Dave took his man crush. 
Um, he doesn't look as good shirtless as his former college teammate, A.J. Brown, but he's still a beast. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, I've seen them all with their shirts off from that, and they all did it. They are, let's, nothing to, uh, to, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm having okay trouble, over there? Put, I'm trouble putting words together. So, yes, okay? continue, Todd. A.J. Brown. You've acclimated? <laughs> all right. Um, so, I, okay, we, I think we agreed that coming into this that we thought that Brown was very undervalued. And I liked him more than DK because of just, just off of production. And I thought that I was kind of like a little higher him than most. And then I talked to you about him and I was like, you're out of your, you're off your rocker, Dave, about this guy. <laughs> and you were right, dude. He, he was dominant at times. I can honestly say, I think Jacobs would be the better second pick. But I think there's a there's a reality where I would take AJ Brown as the second pick in the super flex in this draft. Yeah, if you need a wide say if you if you need a wide receiver or if you I really... just like building through wides anyways. Yeah. That's just my strategy, you know. Um, and I think he's going to be a beast. I think the biggest knock about that is I, I just can't get over Ryan Tannehill as a good quarterback. I just can't do it. You know, that's the thing, Todd. But also, I don't even know if it's Ryan Tannehill. It's the low volume pass offense. They're yeah, like, that's the, the problem. Uh, like. The fact that they, like, okay, first of all, like, I'm, as a Patriots fan, like, I was fine with them losing to the Titans. Like, we, we did not deserve to get, we we were playing horrendous towards the end of the year anyways. And Vrabel getting such success did not make me upset, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's not an inspired offense by any means, you know? They so, would be um, happy running the ball the entire game. They would be, if they could right. win that way, if they could win 12 to well, actually, anyone would take a twelve to eleven one. But you know what I'm trying to say. If they yeah. could win yeah. by just running the ball, they'd do it. I I would if I owned Derrick Henry right now, I would just sell the crap out of him because oh, yeah. I'm worried about sell, him sell, breaking sell. down. You know. Yep. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, but um, I I love AJ Brown. He totally passed the eye test. You know, and he has like arms that are like thighs. You yep. know, so um. Yeah, I, I I loved him. So why don't you go ahead and talk about AJ Brown? I know he's your boy. So yeah, so uh, he had he was starting for rookies for target share, and he remember he had a slow start to the season. Todd, they they he um didn't really get that many routes until you you know I think it was week seven, week eight, but he or five or six. So he had a slow slow assimilation to that offense, um, and he was a yak monster. Todd, he was he had a ton of yak last year, and he was super super efficient on his routes. He had what was it? It was something like a 3.5 3.46 yards per route run, which was first in the league. That is super super efficient. And I and I actually think that's a, a relatively sticky metric for going forward. Um and I think it's like one of the better one of the best overall seasons in a yards per target or yards per route run by a rookie ever. So I think he had a That's I think a great a, stat. Great um, stat. I think Scott Barrett came up down with that, but uh yeah, so he, he was just incredibly efficient, except as on that, and he he was doing it for everybody. He was doing it. He could do it out of the slot. He was getting red zone work. He was making big plays. He actually, they were, some, I think he did a couple jet sweeps. Um, the only problem is, the, so the only couple things I have with AJ Brown, he did seem to struggle against some of the elite run, uh, uh, corner competition. And then he also um, is, sometimes Tennessee would fade him out if they were just dominating on the run. So, he was. He did a lot with the opportunity to get. I would love to see them. If he is that true. What everyone hopes he to be. I hope they use him like that. I hope they feed him the ball. So, but besides that, I love AJ Brown, and I think is he your 
number one wide receiver from this this uh, this draft class now? Yes, I think I think he is for me too. Yep. So yeah, any uh, additional things about um, AJ Brown? No, man. I think you kind of pretty much summed him up. Like I, I just really like him going forward. Um, I would love him going forward if he wasn't on the Titans. You know, yeah. I think that's my biggest knock is just like what team he plays for. Like, could you imagine like AJ Brown like on the Chiefs? Or even on, it was it just yeah. Oh my god, on the Chiefs, yeah. Or just on Houston, like just somebody with like a great QB, you know. Or switch spots with DK. What would what would AJ Brown have done in DK situation last year? Who knows? Pete Carroll just doesn't know what he's doing half the time yeah. when it comes to his offensive but, schemes. Yeah. Uh, oh, how about putting switching him with like Hollywood, Hollywood Brown? Or yeah, or yeah. Hollywood. Well, see, they didn't have that. They have a lot of throws. They didn't have a lot of throws with him either. I, mean, I guess the no, I know. McCor- I, I'm just McCor- saying, like, they would, have, they would have to force the issue to, like, yeah. with the Jackson and A.J. Brown connection, yeah. you know? I, and yeah. I think that they would know that. So, But anyways, um, number six, Jay Powell. Takes the uh, Takes his Metcalf. teammate, D.K. Metcalf. Um, he had a great year. I, he, he actually played a lot better than I thought he was going to. I think he outperformed, but we, both, we were low on him, I think, Todd. We both were. I mean, you look at his college production, it, it, and, like, he had a really difficult time against the release. He definitely looked like somebody who, like, he, he got better throughout the year, and he definitely worked on his game. And he's in a great situation. Like, Russell Wilson's your quarterback. You you have to have a bright future. If you're if you're able to get open, Russell Wilson's going to find you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good pick. Um at this point, so it's a six pick. I had DK at six, but we actually I had a different guy um, that I have five, and I'm going to save that because that's who I take at seven. So I'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. But um, what do you want to say about DK, Dave? He had a sim- He had you know second in for rookies for market share. He had like he had 100 targets as a rookie. That he had um, you know you get excited about that stuff. He was used, you know, to stretch the field. People were really worried about his route tree coming in, Todd. They are, um, and he was. They're also worried about his rook, his injury. You know, his ability to stay healthy because that was a problem for him in college. Um, at with the way his body is and how much muscle he had, they thought maybe he could get a lot of dings and nicks on him. But that being said, Todd, he he did everything. He exceeded, blew away my expectations. I I had I was a DK hater at points. And, I was too. That was something we he, agreed on. And he was he, – they used him in the red zone, Todd. They used him uh, – he, he, they Russell Wilson would – you know, he would improvise and DK would, would get open for him. So I I think DK going forward – I don't think – I don't know what you could knock DK for going forward besides the offensive scheme like you had mentioned with Pete Carroll. They run the ball a lot. If they just let Russell Wilson play – let him loose and let him play like the elite QB he was instead of being a run-oriented offense, that – I, I could only imagine what DK could do. I bet he could That's be what I'm saying, man. He'd be a 1,500 yard receiver like, if they let Russell Wilson Pete, loose. I mean, Pete Carroll, like, it seems like he doesn't know what he's like. He's kind of like just making up on the fly. Like, does he, like, have game plans or do you just kind of, like, just kind of, like, shifting through Madden plays? He goes, yeah, let's go with another. He's just let's chewing go on that gum. Ta- he's chewing on that. He's chomping uh, on that gum and he's like, oh, we're going to run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah. yeah. Play defense, run the ball. You know? So, except except when they're on the one yard line yeah, in the exactly. Super Bowl. We right? had to say that as Pats fans. Had to oh, say it. Heck yeah, dude. Oh, I got that signed Butler baby. Mm, it's up <laughs> it's up in the house. It's good stuff. Um yeah, so with the seventh pick was me. All right. And um I had this guy five and I want to go on the record that I do not think this guy is good. I, I, I think this is like literally when 
your fantasy good versus real football good. Unless you're a Giants fan who's delusional, I took Daniel Jones. In a super flex league, if you have a quarterback that's going to start, is going to have a chance to chuck it, and can run, he's going to put up points. Right? And Daniel Jones, to me, is a very safe play with some upside in a situation that they have to let him be the starter for a while. And he actually earned a little bit of a leash this year, you know, because it's such a bad team and he performed well enough to be able to like have an opportunity for at least a couple more seasons. You got to be able to look at what he, what he has in front of him and and take the gamble with him there. Um, I, I am a truther. And if you have a QB with a clear line to starting for multiple seasons, that's who you take. So I also think Daniel Jones sucks though. But from a fantasy standpoint, he's a v- excellent super flex option. So I actually traded him, though, this week. I traded Daniel Jones and my Debbie 4 and my Debbie 6 for Russell Wilson for a Debbie 10th and a Debbie 12th, and I was thrilled to get rid of him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, the biggest thing in fantasy is we have guys we're high on. We have guys that we love. You still got to pick with your head, man, not with your heart, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, to me, this is me picking with my head because I hate this guy. <laughs> you know? So, Todd, you know how I feel about inaccurate quarterbacks. Um, yeah. So, I – and I was pretty harsh on Daniel Jones coming out. I didn't think – I didn't think he was an NFL quality player. I probably was on the record for I, uh, saying that I have a very strong bias against um, – Players like Daniel Jones, that they're when they're inaccurate. Um, he actually was he had sixty one point nine percent accuracy this year, twenty four TDs in thirteen games. I will say I think some people are just impressed with them because they've been used to Eli Manning sucking for the last four or five years. So that like anything besides Eli Manning makes people think that Daniel Jones is going to be something amazing. That I'm I'm, I'm half kidding there, but <laughs> um, the I think I agree with everything you said, Todd. Daniel Jones, the only. And he actually had a decent amount, 280 rushing yards. Yeah. Um, he had he was sacked way too much. He fumbled the ball way too much. Yep. He turned the ball over. He only 12 interceptions, but that was only in 13 games. Dude, he got um, killed. Like, yeah, not a did, ton of weapons outside Saquon on that team. And oh, Slayton. Sla- I mean Slayton. Okay, and Evan Ingram <laughs> was injured. I mean Slayton actually had a decent year, and they actually no, he used did. Him but it's well. the fact that we're calling him a weapon is just fun. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. I think that's I, that's I think that's all we have to say. He's a QB, and he's gonna ha- he's gonna be at least starting for the next two years minimum. Q yeah, QBs matter in Superflex. You know, like there might be just better players. Like the part that kills me here is like, you know, the two guys I have below him. One of them's DK, and I'm gonna save the other ones. Another wide receiver I haven't talked about yet, and I love those two players a lot. And I and I would love to be able to pick them over Jones. I just can't because he's a quarterback. Yeah, you know that's it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Dave, uh, who went eight and who picked them? Who Jay Powell went was back up again and he picked Terry McLaurin at one hundred eight. And he, yeah, I think I really like that pick, Todd. Uh, he had a tw- Terry McLaurin led all rookies in market share in target share. He had 93 targets. He had almost, you know, in the 16 game. I only did my stats were only for the 16, the weeks one through 16 because of the fantasy season. But he had 919 yards. Um, what was awesome about Terry McLaurin was, as a rookie, he came in and he took 98.2 percent of the snaps as a rookie. That is pretty 
that is pretty freaking good. That yep. he come in, he didn't have a ton of competition to do so, but he came in and he did it. And that, um, and he was efficient with those targets. You know, the targets that he got, he was he was relatively efficient. And the only things I can say bad, like to the knocks on Terry McCorn is there was not a lot of target competition in that on that team. That's a bad organization, bad offense. I do like um, what's what's his name coming in from Tampa Bay or Carolina. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, gambling Riverboat Ron. Um, <laughs> Ron Rivera. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, so. Riverboat <laughs> Ron. Couldn't remember Rivera. That's great. All right. Um, I, I like him coming in. I think I – I so that being said, I just don't love Washington. I, I mean, if he gets any target competition, but I still – and then also, too, people with McLaurin's uh, college – their his college uh, performance and his, his profile of um, his performance in college, they tend to be a little bit inconsistent with repeatability from year to year. But coming in and doing this, I think I have I have faith in McLaurin. I love a lot of people have him as a, as a sell target. A lot of metrics people mm-hmm. do. I, you know, he's coming. And he's done it. So some, to a certain extent, you got to say whatever about the college stuff. And yeah, so that's I, I like this is a perfect place to take McLaurin here. Um, I don't like McLaurin here. I actually had McLaurin at ten. Um, I actually have I DK uh, at six, and I also would take Debo Samuel over him. And yeah, so I think I think I think I think an argument made, but I think I'll ultimately take McLaurin. But yeah, I want to hear why you take. Anyway, okay, so my, my so first of all, first. let's 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 talk about McLaurin. His numbers, the, the majority of his production for me outside of Week 15 is the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, for, he was excuse really me, hot. first six weeks. All right, uh, he missed Week Four. Right, he had five TDs in the first six weeks, and he had two the rest of the year. Right, he didn't break. Over 100 yards receiving, except one more time after week six. He was dealing with some injuries. He fought through some injuries. So right. I'll say that. No, no, I, I, that's fine. But my point being, the other reason why I would go with Samuel, the, the two main reasons why I would actually go with Samuel's over McLaurin is, I think Samuel's just a better football player. I think he's a better athlete. I think he's a better ceiling by what he's capable of doing. And he doesn't play for a loser. End of story. You know? He plays for a phenomenally offensive-minded coach. He has a better quarterback situation. Is Jimmy G overrated? 100%. But we also, the Washington quarterback situation is still a giant question mark. You know? So, yeah, he's got opportunity for targets because they're garbage. You know? So, for me, McLaurin, like, he, he came out on fire. People crazily overspended for him off six weeks of production. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not even saying he's a bad player. I just think that he's way overhyped, you know? And um, the reason why I still would have him 10 is is just what you said. There's no competition for targets, you know? Yes, so the the argument I would say about, so let's just get right to it, McLaurin versus Debo. I I think I agree that Debo's in a better team, probably a better quarterback. I think San Francisco, they want to play in their style is they'd rather run the ball more. They um, and play defense. And I think Debo, I, if I was to build an NFL team, I'd take Debo over McLaurin. Mm-hmm. But for fantasy purposes, garbage times, Todd, garbage time still scores points. That's and, true. Um, I think I, I when you can come in, not that I'm not saying that Debo was shabby by any means. I just like the idea. And I, I think I might be a little bit of a Dwayne Haskins truther. I think that he still can be adequate to support McLaurin. Yep. Um, I, I, I'll, I just, I, he's done it. They actually, they both done it, but I just, I would be interested to see how McLaurin would do 
you know, you made a really good. I will say you made a really good point about the TDs in the first part of the season. So I'm looking back here. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he he just went silly in that beginning of the year, you know. And then yep. like he had like one monster game after that, you know. Yep. So like he really like if you like bought McLaurin after week six, you were like upset. Oh, I, I, you know, it's very true, Todd. And I was very, I was ready to, to pay a lot for him too, because I, yeah. I, I was one of those people who was like, oh, I got him wrong, yeah. but I need to be reassess. And I, I just, I guess I, right now I'd be either selling or holding, or I, I'd be holding McLaurin at this point, unless I get a deal on him, because that you do make right. some good points up. So what about this? Can Debo Samuel be the wide receiver one in San Francisco? I think he already is the wide receiver one. So I'd rather have the wide receiver one in San Francisco than the wide receiver one in Washington. The problem with the wide receiver one in San Francisco is that you're not really the wide receiver one because George Kittle is going to be the number one option in the passing game. Yeah, I, I personally think it's an offense that support multiple like producers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and where Washington, like I could see them producing nobody of significance in that passing offense at times. You know? So, you know, at the same time, Washington also is a giant question mark. Like, they do have some pretty good players and pieces. They just can't really put it together, you know? Um, but, yeah, so anyways, I mean, I, I think McLaurin is a, good, is a good player to have. I just think that there are definitely guys I'd rather have over him. Um, and then another guy I'd rather have over him, I, like, that's where I had Montgomery. And I also have TJ Hawkinson over him. Um, okay. And... I feel like for Hawkinson, the reason why I put him over him is more like I like Hawkinson's upside more than McLaurin's just because of it's a volatile position. Tight end premier, it's a slam dunk. You know what I mean? And when I did these rankings, we're in a tight end premier week, so my yeah. mind might have been thinking pre- pre- that way. Premium and two tight ends. So Right. So, like, that might be where my head's at. And uh, I think people are a little low on him. At, I, he actually had a pretty solid year for a rookie tight end. You know, well, you want to talk about you want to talk about people who had a lot of production in the first part of the season. He basically had that one that one game and then nothing else the rest of the year. Right, but I'm just saying, like my point being is that like he actually did put up like everyone knows the tight ends do not really perform well in the first year in the NFL. There, it's an incredibly hard situation to come into. Tight ends are expected to do a lot more than most positions when and, and when it comes to learning the offense. You know, he got some severe hits too. Like he he yeah. had that concussion. So yeah, he took a beating. I think that's the risk of the tight end. So that, I'm interested. Yep. You take would you take you take Debo over Hawkinson, right? I would take I would take Debo over Hawkinson. Yes. Okay. Okay. I just want yeah. to make sure. Yeah, but I but for me like that also speaks to McCore and like maybe I'm just not as much of a truther and the whole dip was more of it and like I just like the idea of Hawkinson like I can see Hawkinson end up being like the best tight end like football like you know I'm not actually I take that back Kittle's still pretty young you know what I mean mm-hmm. um yeah he, he could be like top three no problem you know what I mean so I like his talent I like his talent yeah so that's that's kind of like with that but anyways. Um, so McLaurin was eight. So pick nine went to Hannon. It was Marquise Brown. Um, Marquise Brown did not make my first round. He would have been, uh, the first pick of the second round for me, but I like Marquise Brown. I think like he, he definitely had some phenomenal highlights. Uh, he definitely had some chemistry with Mark Jackson. He's definitely been the wide receiver one in the, on a great offense and a great team. So there's maybe I'm just way too well Marquise Brown, you know? Like, that's totally possible. I just, there's just guys I like more, you know? And, um, I don't know. I, he, he also didn't really, he wasn't really consistent enough for me this year. He was he, very TD dependent, Todd, it felt like. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't find the words. Very TD dependent. 100%. Um, he only went over 100 yards receiving once this year. You know, targets, you know, over. Seven, four times, 
mm-hmm. you know? Not so for a rookie, that's not terrible. For a rookie. No, 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 rookie. it's not. It's not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, that. Might, that's part of the reason why there's guys I like more than him, you know? And, um, yeah. So the other reason why... Um, I'm actually going to save that for a little bit. I'll, 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 so I already told, I said Hawkinson and McCorn. I'll save my last two picks for once we finish everything, okay? Yeah. But there's definitely guys I liked more than him. Um, do you have anything you want to say about Hollywood? Um, I would definitely take Debo over Marquise Brown. I, I yep. think um, I am just concerned about his uh, his athletic or his his profile, like his build. Yeah. He dealt with injuries. Nine, dude. Yeah, it, he's very light, not a very low BMI. Um, oh BMI, there it is. <laughs> I, I want to throw it out there for you. D- Dave loves um, that BMI. But, oh yeah. So, but he is very. He was very efficient on a per route run basis. Because um, so when he was in there, he was extremely efficient, um, which is good for rookies. You want your rookies to be yeah, efficient. So I agree. Um, I guess I just I'm not a. That's not the type of player. I you know I I just love the sexiness of AJ Brown or or I'll even take DK or Debo. I like those kind of wide yep. receivers. Yeah. I'd take McCorn over him too. Um, but that being said, Marquise Brown, thinking Lamar Jackson, did what he did in year two, you think Lamar Jackson still has a lot of room to grow. 100%. Marquise Brown has a lot of room, and they're going to grow together. They have a, they didn't, I think Marquise Brown was injured for a lot of the, the offseason too, right, Todd? Yes. Or the preseason? Yes. So if they have the entire offseason to work together, build on some chemistry, that, that that's some things that you have to feel like some of the things that uh, I'll, I'll get some narrative around yeah. Marquise Brown. You know, I'm not a big narrative guy, but I'll build a little narrative to why I would, why you could like Marquise Brown. So with Marquise Brown, when I watched him now, I want you to take a deep breath when I put this name next to his. Okay. I'm not saying he's the same level of player. I'm saying they could look at him and utilize him like this player. Deshaun Jackson. Is that what you're about to say? No. Oh uh, yeah, actually true. That actually could be a good comparison too. Tyree kill. Oh, okay. You know, um, where they just get Tyreek the ball like in space and who just lets him be an athlete. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Marquise Brown is that kind of a player. And them having a system to be able to, to do that, I think, would actually add a nice layer to that team. Um, they definitely did do that. I think they could do that more. And I think that that could make him a much more special type of player. And I also could see him working in some gadget plays, too, because he, he's a phenomenal athlete. There's no I've doubt about that. I've heard some reports, Todd, that people we didn't see his true speed because of his injuries all year. I've I've seen yep, some reports. Yeah, I can see that. that. I can see that. So um, so yeah. So the next pick was we had pick ten. It was Sean. It was Debo Samuels. Yeah. Do you want to speed it up a little bit, Todd, to try to? to yep. I think we've said enough picks. on Debo. Yeah. I think we both know that we loved him. Yep. Uh, pick eleven was sad, and he took Singletary. Uh, when I I had Singletary as my second pick of the second round, so. Singletary definitely uh, put up good numbers for a rookie running back. I would also say that I am a hater. I will flat out say it. I am a Devin Singletary hater. And the reason I would... Talk to me why. Huh? Tell me why. Because I actually haven't heard a lot of this. I've heard a lot of positive buzz around him recently. You know, my big thing about him too is I think it's also a matter of opportunity. Um, I think he had some phenomenal games. Don't get me wrong. He had like three or four like really, really good games. You know? But... I don't see him solidified in my mind as a starting running back in the NFL just going forward. I don't think that's proven. I think that they I think he's I I think this class is a little weak at running back once you get by the top two guys. All right? Top three, I should say, you know? 
and I think that he's kind of like kind of getting this hype by comparison. You know, um, I could easily see the Bills drafting a fourth round pick that can play better than him. You know, yeah, and like that's why I'm not high on him. I just don't. I'm not sold on him being the guy. You know, and if I'm not sold on him being the guy, I'm taking Dwayne Haskins at that pick. Wow. I, like it, I, Dwayne Haskins is going to be the starting quarterback, and Dwayne Haskins was incredibly productive. I heard AJ, I heard actually heard Alex Smith is going to have a chance to compete for it, Doug. Yeah, and then he's going to lose the job. <laughs> totally fine with that. Um, Dwayne actually, Haskins, I hope Alex Smith all the best coming back from the injury. That wasn't a joke about Alex. Sure, yeah, but I, yeah, but anyway, he, I he's not listening, Dave. So um, he's a big fan of the podcast. I'm <laughs> sure he is. Yeah, he, he's you know he just he pumped T.J. Hawkinson up his board listening to me, baby. His so uh, sending this clip to him to get him get him in the weight room. He's he's calling Riverboat right now. We got to get this Hawk in. He's gonna blow up in fantasy. Um, so no, but like it's a super flex draft, right? So to me, I see the risk reward. Like, I don't see Singletary, like, being the guy to make me difference to win a championship if he emerges. Haskins could, yeah. you know? Like, Haskins is, like, the the reward for what he could bring versus what Singletary could bring. It's not even close in Superflex format for me, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm still going Haskins. I'm still rolling that dice, and does it work out? Like, I'm totally fine with it, you know? Like, I, when, I think... when Haskins won the second round of our draft last year, I lost my mind. You know? Yeah, you did. I it's lost funny that you picked him all the way down here now. You lost your mind. It's funny to see him go all the way here. Like you know, I, yeah. I don't think we would have seen this him going this low after year one. But yeah, uh, well, I also think year one was rough for him. It was just rough to be yeah, a Redskin. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was um, that was sad. Do you have anything you want to say about Singletary? I will say um, he didn't get a lot of opportunity early on. I feel like, or he, did he have an injury or something? But he came back in the second part of the season, Todd, and I thought he performed really well. He had a and he also had a decent amount of targets, too. So he had, like, 42 targets um, for how much playing time he got. And that offensive line is pretty good there in, in Buffalo, actually. So I think... No, yeah, for sure. There, there's some... There's some. I understand why people could get excited about um, Singletary. I, I, I'm I, not sure if I can get behind it. I don't have him anywhere because I was really low on his athletic profile coming out. But yep. I could understand why people who have Devin Singletary... Could be getting excited. I do not want to. I do not. I'm not acquiring him right now. I know a lot of people are talking, targeting him as a buy. I'm not targeting him until after the draft. Yeah. I think you're right. They could. He could. A free, I could see Melvin Gordon going to Buffalo. Yeah. I could see, um, you know, them drafting someone. There's a lot of things that could happen to Devin Singletary here. I don't. I don't. I will say. I don't think he has to deal with Frank Gore next year. At least that's a problem. He couldn't dominate Frank Gore. Don't you dare put that kind of stuff on Frank Gore. <laughs> you respect your elders. Yeah, oh my gosh. What is he, 50? He's immortal. He's <laughs> absolutely immortal. Like, like oh, man. Frank Gore is going to play until he's 65. It's just going to happen. I, Sorry. I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll watch. Um, and then... Yeah. All right. So the 12th pick, you want to say the 12th and pick? we round it out, Todd. Yeah, I took Nikhil Harry at 12. This is just on Garbage pick. here. Garbage pick. Um, yeah, you can say it was a garbage pick all you want. I, I it was still think Nikhil Harry's a beast. I think Nikhil Harry's a beast. I love his college profile. I think um, there's at times the way they started to incorporate him in the second half of this, or in the towards the end of the season, they were starting to use him more. And I'd love to see how he do as a, as a full in the full off season. Get healthy. Get in the playbook. 
crisp up your routes. I they were they were giving him they were doing a lot of they were finding ways to to get him the ball. They were giving him runs on jet sweeps and you know I I'm I I'm a believer in Nikhil Harry. I am too. I like Nikhil Harry a lot. He um he would have been my I actually had him right in front of Singletary. So I actually excuse me I had Singletary two o three and I had Harry two o two. So and I had Marquise Brown right ahead of Harry just because of. The Patriots' future is interesting right now, you know? And I'm taking Nikhil Harry for Marquise Brown, right? You heard it right here. I'm taking Nikhil Harry for Marquise Brown. I, I'm right now. Actually, I probably would take Nikhil Harry for Marquise Brown now that I'm looking at it. But um, that would be something I would have to think about. It's not a slam dunk for me. So for me at 12, can you guess who I take 12? Um, I really can't. I, I don't think I can. Or TJ Hawkinson? Drew Locke. Oh, true lock. No, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's fine. I totally understand. See, for me too, like I, I Drew Lock did enough in the end of the year that I feel like he's gonna get a pretty solid audition there. And he actually has some good tools as a QB. Um I'd like to see more, but at the end of the at the end of the round for a first round at the end of the first round to get a QB that's gonna start. Um that actually has some pretty good pieces. I am obsessed with we're court with Cortland Sutton, absolutely uh, obsessed. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't blame you. And Noah Font looks very good. Yeah, they have two really good running backs. The offensive line is steadily getting better. Uh, Dalton Reisner, Dalton Reisner is like one of my favorite players off the field. Um, I, I just really like Drew Locke as at, at that value piece. And I also think this also reminds me of when I got Lamar Jackson at twelve at the end of a rookie draft. So. Yeah. People go, like, they don't, you know, they don't try to, like, take that dice roll with the QBs. I'm all about rolling the dice with the QB. It's all about value with me with the QB. All yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, he's got a big arm, man. He, he can do some big things. So, he's a big I would have gone he, can, he does very good job rapping while he's sitting on the bench. Um, and the best time, best, you know, Todd, another thing about <laughs> Drew Locke is that he had plenty of time for garbage time, or he'll have a lot of time to get garbage time points because it would suck for the first half. So, yeah, absolutely. A lot of garbage po- <laughs> Absolutely. Garbage garbage QB time. I love it. Dave, can you tell the people where to find us? Uh, you can find us at A Tale of Two Rivals on Twitter. We're coming back. We we decided that we, we like the offseason content a little bit better, so we're going to be doing a lot more stuff going forward. Expect us um, at, bi-weekly, I believe. Bi-weekly. Um, I'm at FF underscore Spaceman. He is at FF underscore Banterman. Todd, take us away. I'm your champion. <laughs> We're back.